No, I'm surprised that we haven't heard about um, Ghost Rider yet, but <laughs> I'm not surprised that he brought up Rob. <laughs> Open your mouth, prepare your tongue, because you're about to get a taste. I cannot believe we've gone 12 episodes without me being able to talk about Final Fantasy. Well, I know the doll is bad. So I gotta think the dusty balloon is less bad. I mean, if all life everywhere ends, what have I yes. lost? Facial hair as a theme is not something I ever would have chosen. So yeah, that's the one that Rock is just sweaty the whole time. Yeah. He's got that good, good pony Jafar beard. <laughs> I've got three pages of AMA citations. This is the Debate This Podcast. Hello and welcome to Debate This, the show where no one is right, but someone is definitely wrong. In this podcast, we take time out of our busy adult lives to talk about comics, video games, and how superbly Sekiro Shadows Die Twice is destroying every fiber of my being. I am so sad. I'm so, so very sad, guys. (laughs) So sad all the time. I know nothing of this game except it pops up before every video game related video I watch on YouTube. It absolutely yep. does. It's the new FromSoft game, so the the masochists that brought us Dark Souls and Bloodborne have uh, have come again to carve a new our our new collective assholes for us. Just making you question why you play video games in the first place. Yep. So that's actually a really good segue because while we're not going to talk about Sekiro, we're going to talk about a different game that also has the knack of making us all feel like the trash baby casuals we are inside, and that's Smash Bros. I feel attacked. There is no game that has ever made me feel like a dirty casual quite the way that Smash Brothers has. I'm so casual. It's impeccable. It's amazing. I'd like to report this. This picture contains me, and I did not give it my permission. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right, so so y'all, this one's a little more a little high concept, but um, just kind of roll with me here. What debate this high concept? Yeah. What could you ever mean? I, I like to think we've got we have effectively two versions or two versions of the show. One is straight up insanity arguments, and then we have show and tell. And today is definitely going to be a show and tell day. Yeah. What's insanity? Is insanity like Yoshi? Yoshi? Okay. <laughs> oh yeah, that was bad. Yeah. Um. All right. So. Despite our best attempts to refresh the DC Cinematic Universe, uh, those of you who remember a couple episodes, we cast a bunch of characters to kind of refresh DCCU. We've heard that the execs are pulling out of the movies and decided to put all of their efforts into gaming, which is a decision to make. That's a decision. Um, <laughs> yep. It's there. Uh, it's it's, it's a, a stockholder or a shareholder said to do it, so we must do it. In an effort to outdo the very successful Marvel versus Capcom crossover, DC has sunk everything they've got into acquiring the Smash Bros. license. Excellent. Yep. Thing is, DC had to sell off nearly all of their properties in order to get it. That's some bitch going to be pretty, pretty expensive. So, that said, today's challenge, and this is all absolutely true, by the way. You can go and check the news. Oh, 100%. If you guys haven't seen the headlines at home yet, then you're, what rock are you living under? (laughs) Yeah, just go check (laughs) www.definitelyrealnews.net. Ooh. Ooh, that's probably, that you are definitely exists. Who who wants to buy, who wants to buy that domain real quick? (laughs) So, all right, so I cannot buy any more domains, Kyle. So uh, today's, today's challenge is going to (laughs) be, we're going to, basically, we're going to cross over the Smash Bros. franchise with the only DC entity we've got left, which is, of course, the Green Lantern verse. It is the last bastion of hope. The last bastion of DC. The only thing they couldn't sell for any money. Well, and I think the point is that it was so bad they left it alone for so long, and now we're back at a point where, like, I, I guess we go back to that now. Yeah, it's just the only thing left. So helping to craft this once-in-a-lifetime crossover event are Matt Hal Jordan Cole, Kyle, Hal Jordan Harper, and Todd, Hal Jordan Thomas. Hal Jordan's the only God Green Lantern it. you know, isn't it? It sure is. <laughs> the, that, that episode we did lasted like 15 minutes just talking about Green Lanterns. And do you want to know what I retained from that? It was that Hal Jordan was the Green Lantern. There's a Green Lantern <laughs> named Kyle. It's so easy. Is it Kyle Jordan? God. No. <laughs> Bless no. you. I hate you. I hate you. All right. Well, let's, let's get into it. So... As, as the resident Green Lantern expert, I can tell you all that many people don't realize that the Lantern universe is more than just the Green Lantern Corps. 
guys know that? <laughs> you know, I, okay, so <laughs> you saying many people I is like... I think I'm the moderator is, in this, not you. That's like a prominent political figure we have now who says a lot of people are just finding out when everyone actually already knows. It's, it's an, get, granted, it's an effective strategy. It works. Uh-huh. My mom doesn't realize that the Lantern universe involves more than just the Green Lantern. Is that better? Mm-hmm. Um, so there, there are, for, the, for those, the three people out there that don't know, there are uh, effectively seven, technically seven different Lantern cores that were created. They all represent a different color on the spectrum, on the rainbow, whatever you want to call that. So you've got red is rage, orange is greed. Yellow is fear, or, is, or orange is avarice. Is that greed? Am I crazy? Yeah, it's the same, yeah same thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's a poor man's avarice. Poor I just, is. I just Great. needed you to pronounce avarice so I could say it a lot yeah. during my Got argument. It. Good SAT word. Yeah. Uh, yellow is fear. Um, green is willpower. Blue is hope. Indigo is compassion. And violet is love. These don't really like, connect, like map on each other, but you know, whatever. It's DC. I love that they, they bothered to assign indigo. Uh, yeah. a role yeah. Yeah. color everyone is like yeah. Eh. yeah compassion is a very like meaningless like compared to hope and willpower anyway uh, we don't need to get into that um so the idea is because this is the only property left we need this franchise to dive deep into all these different cores. so we're really gonna we're really gonna blow all these different uh different groups out so the first step is i want each of you to map one of the existing smash characters onto one of these groups so tell us which core your character belongs to and how they join that core or got their ring or whatever. So Kyle, why don't we start with you? Oh, oh, Andrew, I'm so ready <laughs> because I'm going to give the orange ring of avarice to the character on the smash roster who I believe most obviously represents greed. The character who represents unbridled gluttony, consumption, and insatiability. Of course, I'm talking about that adorable puffball, Kirby. King K. Rule. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Kirby, the Star Warrior. Um, he first comes into contact with the Orange Lantern um, out exploring the cosmos. When, he's in ca- when he encounters its current holder, Larflees, or Agent, Agent Orange, whichever name you want to refer to him by. Agent uh, Orange, really? Yeah. Isn't that an awesome name? I hate it. <laughs> um, so comics are silly, silly things. <laughs> um, um, and he beats him just like any other boss he encounters in, in the Kirby games. After his victory, rather than putting on the ring, because Kirby, as you know, doesn't have fingers. He just has like those nubby little arms. No, he, arm flaps. He, <laughs> his, his arms are sticky so that he can hold things. Yes. He, uh, <laughs> yeah. he uh, sucks the, the ring and the lantern in, into himself and just becomes his own orange conduit of power. His own conduit of greed. Oh. If you will, oh God, he becomes an orange Kirby. So wait, he does. So wait, what? Oh, geez, the logistics of so the ring can virtually be anything. So one could argue that it is anything. It's it's any tangible or any tangible thing. So what does that do to Kirby's digestive tract? Oh, oh, we'll get into it. It's it's. <laughs> but Kirby is already like an insatiable orb of gluttony like he already can consume matter without any consequences except making him better anyway so absorbing the ring and lantern into himself he's just powered by greed now he's just hunger embodied in this (laughs) now now orange puffball with a face i like it can can i ask a question about kirby's digestive tract now or should i wait um, do it now. Do it now. I've, I'm going to do it now. So it's an important point. I, I, so Kirby doesn't, I guess, defecate. Like he doesn't like, he's not like Yoshi that like Yoshi creates Wait, eggs. Todd, are we, are we entering, are we starting an episode, <laughs> an episode of, of do, do it poop? poop. <laughs> well, my, Welcome to do it poop. Point. It's a podcast within a podcast. We talk about your favorite video game characters, how they defecate. Go ahead, Todd. My, my point about Kirby to is to answer your question, Todd. No, Kirby does not poop. Um, thank you everyone. This has been an episode of do it poop. Um, so, so Kirby's mouth is both a mouth and a cloaca. 
Like, <laughs> Kirby's mouth is also where all discharge comes from. Like, I, I'm learning a lot right yeah, now. Yeah, if you're going to be gross about it, I guess so. Todd gets $5 every time he says the word cloaca. <laughs> it's a hashtag sponsored podcast. Um, it is a weird through line that gastrointestinal gastrointestinal tracks of our favorite video game characters happens to be the most common topic that comes across on this show. You know, and for some reason, the actual mini podcast of Talking Tungsten just never took off. I don't yeah. know why. We're, we'll, we'll workshop it, Todd. We'll figure it out. I know it's a passion project of yours. We'll get you there. All right. So we've got we've got uh, Kirby, the Agent Orange, which is great. Let me let me introduce you to my favorite, my second favorite Lantern Corps, AR-15. Um, <laughs> fuck, man. Uh, we've got Orange Kirby. So, Todd, why don't you tell us about your Lantern Corps? Sure. So my entry into the cool comic book slash DC slash Nintendo slash Smash Bros uh, crossover universe that we're slowly building, which I think is pretty cool, is um, the Red Ring of Rage selecting Incineroar as the newest recruit. He's already got the color scheme. I know, right? It just kind of works. Um, Incineroar is an obvious choice to harness and uh, build upon an unending wealth of power fueled by its own anger. But his origin story is going to be the best part. So if you ask anyone who is aware there are other lanterns than green lanterns and you say, (laughs) (laughs) so basically don't ask Andrew this question, but if you ask anyone (laughs) who knows red lanterns to name some of their favorites, they're going to give you a short list that's going to include Atrocitus, Guy Gardner, and most likely Dexter. So Dexter, um, formerly known as Dexter in its first life, was an abandoned house Jesus cat that was. Yeah, no, this is this is real. Wait, uh, Dexter, yeah, was an abandoned house cat that was adopted by this kind woman um, who was killed by a burglary gone wrong. And so that's, that's cool. I've seen this movie. It has like tentacles in the mouth, and it's no, actually no. an alien. Yeah, I would say Dexter. Dexter is currently the second most famous comic book cat. But but like I a huge margin now, Todd. Like. You're like, oh, really? What, sure. about the, what about the cat with the Milky Way galaxy on its neck in Men in Black? That's not, I don't count that as comic book. That cat is, no. Anyway, in my, in my DC Nintendo canon, I'm saying that a young Litten was also adopted and left abandoned by this woman when this woman was killed in cold blood by these burglars. So you've got these two kittens um, left homeless and sad and living in a box on the street. Dexter and Litten were both tortured by these terrible humans on the street who lured them out as in a feigned act of kindness. And so Dexter and Litten both survived the encounter only due to red lantern rings coming to their aid, which then resulted in them gaining sentience and killing their would-be murders with their violent boiling rage blood, as they do, that now flowed through their bodies. So at that point, furthermore, and this is all like, this is super canon to Dexter's origin. Does Dexter also become a bipedal wrestle cat? Oh no, this is where they split. So okay. I like bipedal <laughs> wrestle cat. So furthermore, at that point, that Litten evolved into a Tora cat and that lantern ring now then hung from its neck, um, bathed in flame. Cause the Tora cat has like an organ that hangs around its neck that like gets covered in flames. Cause I read that on Bobblepedia earlier. What up Bobblepedia sponsor us, please. <laughs> so at that point, after years of hunting down, then the killers of its former owner, Tora cat found them, bathed them in its searing rage energy and evolved into an incineroar. Now with a red ring placed firmly on its furry finger, our wrestle and rage boy is uh, wearing the red lantern logo, like a championship belt. And that flame belt that bursts from its navels now engulfed in this like energy of pure rage that burns brighter as his rage grows. So I'm giving you an origin story that ties one of smash brothers, newest fighters to a pre-existing storyline and fan favorite. And at the end of the day, adds another cat to the DC universe. So you're welcome. All right. Now I'm, I'm looking through my, my pocket Pokedex here, Todd, and I'm not seeing anything. <laughs> Which is your brain. And I'm not seeing anything in Littons or Toracats or Incineroar's Pokedex entries about unbridled rage. So I'm skeptical. Mm, that's where the ring, I think that's where the ring comes in. And I mean, I'm saying that that Litten had such a, well, so Dexter, the cat, also wasn't full of unbridled rage until its owner was killed. I'm sure most Littons are pretty cool until like some sideways shit happens to them. Mm. This is Kyle. I think this is because this is the Earth six one six version instead of the Earth two one three version. Oh, that's a that's the wrong joke. I hate it anyway. Nope. 
It's the right joke. I stand. I, I like it. Yeah. Validation. All right. <laughs> Kyle, play into the mods. All right. Well, we've got we've got red rassle cat. We've got orange uh, orange cloaca. Um, so, Matt, what do you what do you got for us? Well, Andrew, as author Dan Brown said yeah, in the sequel hot, to hot the ref. sequel no. of the Da Vinci Code. What? Hot ref. Hot ref. The truth can be glimpsed only through the eyes of death. Now, please allow me to, um, actually, you. It's a common misconception <laughs> yeah, that there yourself. are seven lantern cores in the universe. There are actually nine lantern cores. Most people forget about the barely existing white lanterns and the terror and destruction that is the black lanterns of death. Well, Matt, um, actually, the wiki that I read says that there's technically ten. There's also the ultraviolet core. Okay, well, I didn't read that far down the wiki, mm-hmm. so... I, I, I'll also, um, actually, you, and say the White Lanterns aren't exactly a core so much as, like, a conglomeration of all the powers into one, um, Captain Planet it style. Read, it read as though it was, like, the Megazord. Wait, and I want to go for an um-actually bingo, and I want to join in, <laughs> so I'm gonna actually, I'm gonna um-actually Kyle, I'm, maybe you've not heard of Pokemon Sun, the game, but that Pokedex entry says this Pokemon has a violent, selfish disposition. So that may not be rage, but that's rage adjacent. I would like to take the attention off of me and the attention back on Kyle. I agree with Todd. I think he's got you, Kyle. I think we're on your argument now. We're, and- we're on Matt's <laughs> argument, yeah. Todd, anyway, Todd's lost his time to, and, to and rebuttal. You're spiraling. The blackest night began when Blackhand dug up Bruce Wayne's corpse and recited the Black Lantern Oath that he had just made up to its skull, causing black power rings to descend and begin to reanimate corpses. Sure. All of that is very real canonical. That is a DC sentence that I read today. And it's metal AF. (laughs) Hell yeah, it is. So no one in the Smash roster has been completely reanimated and empowered quite the way that our favorite robotic operating buddy has. Rob is no more than a novelty peripheral born out of 1980s necessity and excess. Of course you're talking about Rob. Hell yeah, I'm talking about Rob because the Smash lore has turned him into an S-tier soulless death machine. Interestingly enough, that matches the exact definition of the Black Lanterns in the DC canon. So clearly, the Black Lanterns also resurrected Rob, and now he runs wild with its power. Well, Andrew, it's been 15 minutes, and... We've been talking about Smash. Are you surprised Matt brought up Rob? Um, no. He made it this far. No, I'm surprised that we haven't heard about um Ghost Rider yet, but <laughs> I'm not surprised that that's no. Up this Rob. is a DC week. This not a Marvel week. Yeah. It's a DC week. Okay. Well, choose your uh, super secret question carefully. Then mm-hmm. I I have a question on whose list is Rob S tier? What are you? What like phony list are you looking at? <laughs> Rob is. Rob was this is a weird argument. This is like an argument within an argument to get into. But oh man, I'm seeing him snuggled tightly in the C tier. <laughs> well, it, things have shifted, but he was at one point an S tier fighter. When Maybe at in least brawl. in brawl, yeah, there it is. <laughs> yeah, okay. He's, he's mostly just like a like a troll character. I I thought he's like Game and Watch, right? To to be fair, like n- none of us are above C tier, so like that's fine. But I'm just saying. Yeah, it's true. Well, and Rob, Rob's never gone and gotten himself banned from competition or anything, so he's not like a shit bag. All right, let's let's uh, let's go back to uh, prompt two. So you guys have introduced your characters. Um, Matt has pulled in some some odd cannon, um, but regardless of what color you're you're looking at, the foundation of every core member is their colored power ring, whether that's on your finger strung around your neck or in Kirby's case in your in your asshole. So explain what That's explain canon. what your <laughs> explain what your character's power ring does and how they're going to use it to take out their enemies. I'm really excited to be here about Kyle's orange power butt plug. Well, now that, now that we've established that as canon, you you will be. So, beyond the normal like energy projection hard light constructs that all the like lantern rings can do, The orange ring has um, two unique abilities to it in that it allows the um, user to absorb energy like separately from other things like so it can like, you know, if you try to hit it with like a laser attack, it'll absorb it and not hurt it. And it also fills the user with an insatiable hunger. One of the first things 
uh, Larfly says when he meets another, when he meets a Green Lantern is like, are you hungry? I am hungry all the time. He's just filled with this supernatural hunger. So we've already got Kirby, a very hungry boy, B-O-I. And he is now cursed with this additional, like, massive hunger. So I don't know what you get, what happens when you give a being that can already absorb matter uh, endlessly without consequence. Um, You add the ability to absorb energy and then curse it with an insatiable hunger. But I do know Agent Kirby is going to be going on a massive rampage. I'm envisioning something similar to Galactus levels of universe destruction from Agent Kirby. The world eater. Yes. Agent Kirby is definitely the name of like a future Switch game, but then you have to put something completely harmless behind it. Like, I don't know. I'm stuck with like Yoshi's... Agent Kirby socks and shoes. Yeah, like I'm stuck with like Yoshi's Woolly World, like Agent Kirby's Woolly World. Like it would be like this hard name for Kirby. Agent Kirby's Pillow Palace. (laughs) Yeah, like that is that is exactly what it is. And I'd play that. I mean, whatever. Oh yeah, it'd be it'd be like Nintendo's best game they released that year too. (laughs) Give it a couple months, we might get asked to write a review for that game. Most most Kirby games are like secretly good. Like that's the that's the thing about Kirby. Like they're all good games. They're just they're just short and easy. Yeah. I mean Kirby Superstar was incredible. That's oh not what God. this episode is about. Hey, so I'm gonna talk about Incineroar. Let's do it. Yeah, so so kind of Kyle laid a pretty good base there. So samesies on the energy projection and the hard light construction. Um th- those hard light constructs are a thing that pretty sure every lantern can do. So those are all fine and good. But uh, the rest of the Red Lantern abilities are what really turned this kitty cat pro wrestling heel into a tool of absolute destruction. So with this upgrade, a red ringed incineroar now can fly, can fire (laughs) blast. Well, I mean, that's just that's they all can. They all can. And so he can fly and he can fire blasts of rage energy that those two things alone already negate the obvious weaknesses that Incineroar has the Smash Brother character of not having any ranged capabilities. And then beyond that, he can also regurgitate rage flames that have replaced its blood, and those flames are so hot that they can burn in outer space and through almost any object in existence. So knowing that Incineroar's preferred form of fighting is going to be hand-to-hand because he's this whole, like, wrestling cat, which is a pretty cool, like, ska band name, this would make him <laughs> just taking taking that joke right right from Andrew. Yeah, it's mine now. Um, this would make him an insurmountable force up close. So, furthermore, this burning light of rage filled energy that replaces all the blood of the ring bearer and power uh, empowers their abilities. It's so intense that even destroying the heart of a red lantern will still only temporarily incapacitate them. So, Incineroar and Smash is this like slow walking mountain of frustration, and, which means that, 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 and that's a fair, that's a fair like description of him. Yeah. Um, which means that he draws from his opponent's anger and will only get stronger as the battle goes on. The only good news for anyone who's going to fight a red ringed incineroar is that they'll know how fucked they are by how bright his like blood belt is. I think slow moving mountain of frustration <laughs> is how my coworkers probably define me at work. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's fair. Well, and, and Blood Belt is my favorite uh, metal band. So there it is. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> there we go. It was my eighth grade metal band. Yes. Yep. 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 Okay. Um, cool. So I one more question. Do you, do all hmm. lanterns fly? Is that just like a given thing? It's yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. the energy yeah. projection, um, hard light constructs, and flight are all are all shared science words yeah no like and that's and so that's the thing you see so i mean when they when their rings lose power because rings have to be repowered back at their power battery like they are no longer shrouded in that light and that means they can't fly they can't use their energy projections they can't do that stuff so yeah they they can all do that how do they lose power just exhaust use Mm -hmm. so they they literally have cooldowns that's cool yeah they they have to re it's it's not very original when you think about it they have to recharge it at the battery yeah like (laughs) that the the giant lantern is the battery so the the green lantern is a physical like like old school like ship's Mm -hmm. lantern that oh no way how jordan has to like put his ring in 
every <laughs> arbitrary amount of time yeah. to charge it up. Whenever the plot requires him to do I kind so. of love that. Yeah. yeah. I kind of love yeah. it. It's like how Spider-Man only sometimes has web cartridges. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And he, he loses them for plot reasons. He only runs out of web cartridges when when he needs to lose to the Green Goblin early on in the story. <laughs> exactly. So that he can come back at the end and, and it's meaningful. Yeah. Exactly. Cool. All right. Uh, well, outside of that little detraction, um, let's move over to Matt. Yeah. Um, so yeah, double or nothing on like the energy projection and the hard light constructs and the flying and all that jazz. But more importantly, the black ring comes with all the amazing powers of a zombie Wolverine. <laughs> Good. Adamantium claws. <laughs> um, oh my God. Okay. Maybe not that part, but the, the black... ability to fight in every notable war. That part. Yes. Yes. I have that one. The ability to steal Cyclops girlfriend. Um, maybe. I don't know. Uh, depends what she's into. Um, <laughs> the Black Lanterns have the ability to regenerate even injuries that are typically fatal, like, and to quote the wiki, decapitation or complete disillusionment. Also, yes, if you were curious, which I don't know why you would be, but if you were, because I said zombies once, it is 100% canon that the bite of a Black Lantern causes a slow-acting necrosis that turns the bitten into another black lantern hmm cool yeah that's i'm real. still stuck on i don't i i'm gonna admit something to the listeners i don't know what disillusionment means i don't either i quoted the wiki <laughs> okay <laughs> to me it sounds like it sounds like being a black lantern also protects you from dealing with the reality the hard realities of life <laughs> that's what i took yeah. disillusionment to it, mean yes if it by by the actual real life human definition it would be you're probably a little bit counterculture and going against quote unquote the man <laughs> well all black lanterns are reincarnated corpse, corpses i mean they are all zombies so i guess it's it's maybe just the it stops you from realizing that you're a walking corpse. Maybe zombies I, are notoriously anti-establishment. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, but black lanterns are also able to read the emotions of the living. And since all of your powers are based on your emotions, they'll know when you're at your weakest. They don't even need to see Incineroar's blood belt. They'll know from what color your aura is glowing. Cause that's another real thing it's that I read. It's going to be red. Yep. Probably definitely. red. It, but when it's the least red, we'll know. Uh, finally, the Black Lantern Ring gains power anytime someone is killed by a Black Lantern anywhere in the world. Anywhere in the universe, actually, if we're being pedantic, which we <laughs> Which are. this is the entire podcast <laughs> based on pedantry. It's true. Yeah, okay, so anywhere in the universe. But this is where it gets weird. So, like, Black Lantern Rings don't get recharged by a battery. There is one guy who is the source of power for the black lantern rings and as long as he's alive they all have power but they all start off at zero power and anytime a black lantern kills someone and steals their heart every black lantern ring gains 0.1% power um which is kind of weird because the black lanterns have been around causing absolute pandemonium in the DC universe for at least 10 years and much like Shaggy, that means they didn't even use 10% of their full power. That's a weird pull, but I, I get is it, it. I think that meme is dead as of this recording. I, want I don't want it to be, and I really like that meme. And it's still on my Facebook right now at time of recording. So as of March 25th, 2019, Shaggy meme is not dead Matt, yet. Matt's trying to launch um, the Dead Memes podcast where he <laughs> just talks about dead memes. You know, I would listen to that podcast. I would sit around and reminisce about it. It's dead just memes. you describing what the meme looks like line by line. Like it's, <laughs> it's the worst way to ingest memes, which are already bad. Um, I, man, that that whole like one one black lantern is the source of the power like that. That's both metal and terrible. Yeah, it's a bad day. Yes, right. And so here's the thing, though, is like that guy, he he's already dead. And so the only way. Wow. Spoiler alert. Well, I mean, yeah, but like that's why he's in charge of the Black yeah, Lanterns because he's, like, he's dead. He's like dead, but also like the god of death, but also not a god because it, it DC canon's weird. DC canon is flimsy at best. Yeah, think of a think of a superhero whose superpower it is to be dead. That's basically what Black Hand is because he's always in some form of death, and the only way to 
kill him, quote unquote, and to to kill the Black Lanterns is to reincarnate him before he died, which is really hard and has only happened like one time. You have to find all the Dragon Balls. Yeah. And then someone killed him again and he became the source of power for the Black Lanterns. It's all very fuzzy. The longer I read about the Black Lanterns, the more off the rails it went, but the more I liked it. So here we are. So I know that I, I know that I have to stay impartial and, and I am to an extent. That's a lie. However, <laughs> I do <laughs> feel said like before he got impartial, before I got completely biased, yeah. I, I, I feel like I came to the table with a question asking you guys to pick a power. And Matt, your response was, I pick all of the powers. It's a, it's a real Dracula metal cap situation <laughs> here, man. Real metal Dracula. I, I've got to be really honest. That was not my intention. But the longer I read, the more I was like, oh, oh, I picked the power star. I'm the yeah. power star guy. Yeah. But, uh, but I'm interested in how, in how you, uh, you evolve it in this next question. because Yeah, I like the headcanon, so I stuck with it. It's, it's cool. It's, it's very metal. So, so with that said, bad news. The, the black hand is, is gone. It done, gone, done, and again, y'all. Um, <laughs> it's it's launch time. We have to. Oh, I think we're building a game. Is that what I established up front? Yeah, it's what we're doing this cool. one. Yeah. That's the loose um, fiction we we yep. are hanging this. Sweet. That's the narrative. On. So we have to get something out the door quick. So uh, we're going to capitalize on the success of Marvel versus Capcom and completely throw the story out the window in flavor of flashy ban- battle animations between our beloved characters. I mean, all your guys are basically evil, so it doesn't matter. But uh, even if they, I don't care if they're embodying hope. I don't care if they're embodying rage. I need you to tell me how your core, by led by your character, is going to decimate all others. And you're all evil, so should be pretty easy for you. Yeah, we did all pick like the evil end of the lantern spectrum. You did, which is something yeah, to consider. But um, to answer your it's best, question, not to think about it, Kyle. <laughs> um, so how Kirby is going to defeat anyone? All the others, in this case, um, Rassel Cat and and Zombie Bot <laughs> are um, the Rassel same. Cat and Zombie Bot is my favorite stand-up comedy duo. Oh, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> um, Don't is the, the same joke. the same way Kirby is uh, Agent Kirby is going to handle all problems he encounters since finding the orange ring, which is simply consume anything that gets in his path. For any reason, I I forget what game it is, but uh, Kirby's got that that like super suck power where he can just absorb everything. The the Wii one, the the Wii one, um, where he he can absorb everything on screen. And Kirby, um, imbued with the Orange Lantern Ring energy, is just gonna be doing that all the time. He's gonna be a little a little black hole that you guys have to figure out how to not get sucked into his face because that's all he does. It's all he, it's all he's good at. It's all he, he, he sucks things into his face and absorbs their essence and it's bad for you. Hmm. Interesting. Kirby is the hunger. He is the hunger. Wow. That's so new and creative and I've almost like we've Kirby never heard painted it before. As an, as an eldritch horror before. Someone, <laughs> someone really, really smart yeah. came up with that concept, <laughs> yeah. I think. Someone really hit the nail on the head. Whoever was moderating that decision would have totally seen that and shot it out of the sky and said no. So that's fine. All right. Well, Todd and Matt, why don't you tell me how <laughs> Kyle is wrong and you're right? Yeah. So there are specifically a few things that work well uh, as synergy for Incineroar when facing off against other lanterns. So um, like one, as opposed to Kyle, like I've got a whole lantern core of just angry people. And at least two of us are angry cats. Have you ever dealt with an angry cat? It's not a good time. But <laughs> uh, as I mentioned, Incineroar functions like the Hulk in the sense that the longer the fight goes on, the more powerful he gets. So that means with each passing moment of this like battle in this encounter, Incineroar's prospects of success are going to get like bigger and bigger. They're going to grow and grow. Red Lantern's flames have the ability additionally to corrupt other Lantern rings. So that depletes their energy, which we talked about even faster than average. So that means that stupid plot point where Spider-Man runs out of web shooter fluid, that's going to happen all the time if you're fighting a lot of Red Lanterns. So combine those two things together, and not only is Incineroar's rate of success growing as the battle goes on, 
but the opponent's rate of success is going to shrink because that's how that's going to go. Lastly, specifically for Matt here, um, the Red Lantern's blood vomit is one of the few known substances that can destroy a Black Lantern faster than it can regenerate. That is comic canon. <laughs> He's just citing you with issue numbers and all kinds of shit, Matt. I have that pulled up in a separate tab, and I was just willing the fact that maybe you wouldn't find it. Nope. So that's what I spent all day doing today, was hoping you yep. wouldn't find oh, that man. source. That's the worst feeling when building a case. You're just like, oh, no. Also, Red Lantern's blood fire vomit can also destroy other Lantern's constructs. So lastly, like I said earlier, you can manage to even cut out the heart of Incineroar, but I'll only be down temporarily. If you want to remove my red ring and championship belt, you're going to crawl into the cage and come get it from your heavyweight champion of the universe, the feline suplexing rage boy of the Red Lantern Corps that is Incineroar. I, I do want to point out, Todd, it is, it is canon. It is Lantern Corps canon that um, apparently greed is the only emotion that has no limit, according to the 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 lantern. I believe lore. it. It is the only I emotion. The line was, uh, "Larfleece is the the single strongest, like single strongest uh, ring user because greed has no upper limit." Do you, by chance, know the Orange Lantern's motto? Um. Oh, <laughs> and if not, it's. I'm pretty sure it's just mine and mine and mine and mine and mine. Mine, mine, mine. <laughs> it is very, it is very good. Um, let me find it real quick since you brought it up. Every orange lantern is a seagull from Finding Nemo. So actually, there is only ever there is only one orange lantern because uh, Lar- and it's the seagulls from Here. Flying Nemo. Larfleece, Larfleece killed all the others for their rings because he wanted all the power. I've I've got it here, Kyle. If you're curious, it's what's mine is mine and mine and mine. And mine and mine and mine, not yours. That yeah. is the orange lantern. Oh, yep. Being a comic book writer in the seventies must have been just fucking wild. Like just just <laughs> drugs on drugs on drugs, and be like, oh, look what I did. Yeah. Like it's just it's just a lot of that. So I'm gonna ruin ruin that fun for you. Uh, Agent Orange didn't make his comic book debut until 2008. Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> in 2008, you're telling me in two, and somebody in 2008 was like, I'm going to create a thing and I'm going to call it Agent Orange. Yep. Are you fucking kidding me? 100%. Yeah, I don't. I, I mean, maybe you have it there then. So I don't know when they started actually doing the full like different colors of the core and then like expound. Like I knew they had they had obviously they, they went Green Lantern Core, then Sinestro Core. And then they're like, ooh, colors. And then they kind of went from there. I think they had they had Green Lantern Core, Sinestro Core and um, the Star Sapphires. and then I, I don't know when exactly, but it was post 2000s, post 2000 that they like were like, man, no one likes Green Lantern. What can we do <laughs> yeah. to make this story more interesting? And they added they fleshed out the other four colors of the spectrum and did that whole thing. Gotcha. Yeah, that was the Blackest Night storyline that mm-hmm. all started in 2008. That's where the the Black Lanterns mm-hmm. and the White Lanterns also came in. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that was a 2008-2009 run was Blackest Night. And then it all came back in Blackest Night Titans, which was also 2009 and 2010. We should we should like put a put a pin in this and talk about some of that stuff because some cool shit went down in in the Blackest Night. But um, anyway, I want to hear Matt's bad argument about how he's better than I us. I also want to hear Matt be wrong. I want to hear about I want to hear about Rob's dead, lifeless eyes. Yeah. Um, so here's the thing. I'm going to I'm going to mix some lore for you for a second. Um, let's go back to my favorite game, Super Smash Brothers Brawl. And let's talk about Subspace Emissary, where they literally turned the Robs into a race of soulless, brainwashed death machines and then they all the robs became sentient and got really sad when Ganondorf made them all self-destruct and they couldn't escape and there was nothing they could do. I played that game. It's true. You can watch the cutscenes. It's real. I do not remember that, but I can't argue. I did not play any of Subspace Emissary. Like I just didn't have that one, so I didn't play it. And that is heartbreaking. Yeah, that is literally that is the like big middle climactic twist of uh Subspace Emissary is Ganondorf makes all of the robs self-destruct 
and, and blow sad. up a space station. And they're very sad. It's it's kind of like kind of gut wrenching for a Super Smash Brothers game. I'm not gonna lie. Hmm. Um. So anyway, there like there is no character on the Smash roster that really embodies the reincarnation and the like driven by death because that's that's the black lantern thing is they aren't good or bad they they've been kind of defined as both they exist to end all other life that is their goal Seems pretty bad that sounds pretty pretty bad yeah and and that's so like i've read a lot about this today and it's like they attack villains and heroes equally it does not matter what side you are on they are they are solely out for destruction and elimination of life um, which is definitely, I mean, it's definitely bad, bad, but in, that's a bad, it's bad thing. I think it's, we can all agree it's a bad thing. <laughs> that it's bad, but to, to kill in the and DC spectrum everything. of good versus evil, they kill everyone equally. So it's um, equal opportunity badness. It's equal opportunity yeah. bad. It's yeah. Uh, so the Black Lanterns are an undead army and there is no one better to lead the undead army than a literal toy who was given sentience once just to watch his entire race blow themselves up at the hand of their master to then be reincarnated again by an entity known only for destruction. He is going to lead this revenge army to end all of those who caused his entire race to destroy themselves. And I would like to talk about San Diego Comic-Con 2009 when Jeff Please. Johns, the writer of the Blackest Night storyline, said the black rings aren't about who's dead. The black rings are about who's alive. The black rings are seeking out the dead that matter to our heroes. So when the black ring reincarnates a corpse, it literally gives that corpse sentience to seek out the person who it will be or who will be the most disturbed to see that corpse reincarnated. I know this is crazy black metal stuff, but I swear to God, it's real canon. I read so, all this shit today. So who is going to be devastated to see a robot come back to life and just terrorized by Rob's new existence? Because it seems like to me... The little kid who <laughs> threw Rob away. Because it seems to oh, me like man. robots coming back to life is pretty typical for robots. I would like to tell you about this 1990s study done on 100 <laughs> NES would. purchasers in the United States. Rob was introduced as a peripheral in 1986 to combat the U.S. fall of game consoles. And so they created a robot toy to go with the NES. And 19% of NES purchasers in 1990 said they bought an NES specifically because it came with Rob. So one in every five original NES owners <laughs> bought that console for their love of Rob, which means one fifth of NES owners will be devastated when zombie Rob comes to kill them and their families, <laughs> which, which is like what? 200 people at a Rob. How many Robs were sold? I think, I think what's more important here is that you said it was what, like late eighties that this happened. Yeah. Um, so like, the, like the, the, 240 people, year olds are, yeah. Like it's all people that now. are in their, their, their mid thirties, mid forties that are just going to make, Oh fuck. <laughs> I mean, I'll say this. If I woke up in the middle of the night and my Furby from my kid, my childhood yep was standing on my windowsill windowsill i would be fucking terrified like that oh, was has, that, like, not, has that not happened to you yet i oh, thought that was it's... a common experience among, <laughs> among yeah. furby owners i'm <laughs> desperately googling to see if i can find how many units of robs were sold because i really don't know whatever the number is it's enough it's it's not it's not more than a thousand all right. Well, well, Matt it's, does that. It's not worth this dead air. <laughs> it's not worth sure. it. Oh, it's so, fine. I'll cut it all out in post. <laughs> As this stuff stays in, um, we will we'll let Matt find this number, but we're going to go ahead and transition now. Matt, are you actually looking for it? No, I, I can't find okay. it. It's not real. All right. Well, let's move on to the secret, super secret bonus question. But first, we're going to take a quick break. Hey, guys. Andrew here. Remember that time I made that really salient point about a popular video game and everyone immediately changed their minds in my favor? Kyle, put a good clip of me right here. <laughs> what a cherished memory we all shared. Well, I want to take this time to recommend one of my favorite indie games to have come out in the last couple years, and that's Hollow Knight. Hollow Knight is an artfully crafted, tough-as-nails 2D Metroidvania. 
You play as a nameless knight exploring the massive bug kingdom of Hollownest. As you dive further into the depths of this dying civilization, you'll uncover more about the mysterious plague that has taken most of its inhabitants. The soundtrack, directed by Christopher Larkin, sets the scene of desolation well with its slow, methodical violin melodies and soft piano. Just to be clear, I am in no way being paid to deliver this message. I just really like this game, so much so that I actually bought it twice. If you enjoy narrative single-player experiences and exploring sprawling, imaginative landscapes, or if you simply just want a challenge, pick up a copy of Hollow Knight. You can find it on Steam or download it to your PS4, Xbox One, or Switch today. All right, and we're back. So uh, we are gonna, I'm going to reveal the super secret bonus question. You guys have all presented your cases on characters uh, in Smash mapped onto existing Lantern Core. So we've got Kirby as the orange, I almost said the orange ranger. Kirby is the orange lantern, uh, Incineroar as the red lantern, and Rob as the black lantern. So, for a secret, super secret bonus question, obviously the big thing in Smash now is who's going to be the new in the new DLC packs. So, what I want you guys each to do is give me a new DLC character. Doesn't have to be a speculated one or an announced one. Um, I think at the time of this recording, we only have one announced. So, give me a new DLC character and then the different lantern core that they map onto. So it could be one that we already covered or one that we haven't covered. There's, uh, what, five or six more? <laughs> Who <laughs> knows? Counting? I can't count. I can't do math. So, um, Kyle, you want to start? Uh, well, Andrew, I think um, my my character is it's someone I've wanted to see in uh, the Super Smash Bros. roster for a long time. It's gonna, you I'm motherfuckers gonna... all say Waluigi. I'm quitting this podcast. <laughs> <right now. laughs> I should have thought of Waluigi, but no, actually, I'm going to go with um, Spyro the Dragon. Oh. And um, I'm going to go make the very easy decision to give him the, uh, the green ring of will, the green ring of power. Um, uh, Spyro is very determined to save all his dragon brethren. He goes through many uh, trials and tribulations to do so. Um, really tests his um, his mental focus and drive, and I think he'd be a perfect candidate to wield the Green Lantern ring on whatever weird dragon planet he is from. <laughs> I like that. I like to think that his lantern ring is on a horn. Oh, 100%. <laughs> yeah, that was my nice. first thought, too. That's nice. Um, so I, too, am going to use a DLC character that I've been like begging for for the better portion of my life. I would be giving the blue ring of hope to Gino, the star warrior from Super Mario RPG. Gotcha. Hands down, if he, oh my God, if he ends up being a DLC character, I, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'll, I'll probably cry. Like, this grown-ass man will cry. Um, he's, but he's never going to be in Smash, dude. Todd, this Stop. is, is your opportunity to, to bring in Malo. <laughs> I, oh, Ma, Malo Malo's a, a good fluffy boy, but he's not, he's not a beacon of hope. But Gino is exactly that. Like, he is sent from the stars. Like, the literal star road sends him to to be a beacon of hope for the Mario Kingdom and try and stop um well, I guess Smithy in the end because that was a big weird situation that we're not going to get into but I think that that would just be so 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 good you've already got this 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 being of otherworldly power who inhabits the body of a doll and he can already like create weaponry and do all these things and now he has you know otherworldly powers also blue lanterns are a cool foil to red lanterns so I think that's just kind of a neat thing to plug all right. Matt, what about you? Unlike Kyle and Todd, who have both picked DLC characters that they've wanted for a long time, I'm going to pick a DLC character that no one has asked for, but I think would answer this question very well. <laughs> Let me introduce <laughs> to you, fresh and hot on the Star Sapphire's Ring of Love team, Amy Rose from Sonic, who has been uh, driven oh. by her insatiable <laughs> love of Sonic for like 30 years. Let's just lean into that trope, shall we? Amy Rose is Star Sapphire now. Her power ring probably fits on the end of her hammer, which she swings relentlessly at them haters. Wait, I think Violet is love. Yeah, that Violet is the Star Sapphires. That's the Star Sapphires. Oh, I thought they were yeah. go. Did this, I have it flipped in my This is your head? episode. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Oops. Oopsie. Cool. Come on, Andrew. I'm reading this directly from geekandsundry.com. Let the record show that I knew what Matt was talking about the whole flipping time. All right. Well, let's. Uh, we've 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 said a lot of things today. We've said a lot of things that I don't freaking understand. And uh, really, my only takeaway is that Hal Jordan is the one and only Green Lantern. So that said, uh, let why don't you go each wrap up your final thoughts? Give me seven to ten words 
uh, on why you deserve to be the one to be picked today. Well, Andrew, um, to wrap up my argument, I'm going to quote seven words. <laughs> I'm going to quote someone really uh, inspirational to me. These words come from a Andrew Henderson. I don't know if you've heard of him, um, but he has said, "So bad." Kirby is pure chaos. Kirby is hedonism just defined and went on to say the only thing Kirby wants is to consume. And if that doesn't sum up greed in two phrases, I don't know what does. And you got really greedy with those, that word count. So uh, I think that'll track. There's a lot of hyphens. It's all (laughs) one long hyphenated word. Cool. Can I give you mine? It'll actually be like seven. Um, Violent, selfish, rage, Rassle cat going to give it to you. Okay. Rassle cat going to give it to you. All right, Matt. Uh, now I am become death, destroyer of worlds. <laughs> there it is. Nice. Good. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, I've got a lot to think about. I'm going to, let's see. Uh, I'm going to turn on the debate this live ch- uh, video chat or in-app voice chat. How about that? And then go into the debate this matchmaking lobby. And start a debate this deathmatch arena. Keep keep typing L L F G. Are you making a big long metaphor for how awful Nintendo's online play is? <laughs> More or less. <laughs> and then I'm going to turn off the Smash Chat app and use Discord. <laughs> yeah, yeah. While I while I keep restarting my phone to start the debate this voice chat, why don't you guys share some good vibes? Yeah. So. Who did we talk about? Todd Incineroar. <laughs> <laughs> what did we talk about? Where am I? Who are you people? Um, Todd Incineroar with the, the red ring of, of anger is really great. Um, I loved your, your, you stumbling upon the, uh, <laughs> the accidental coincidence that Dexstar is also one of the most popular Red Lantern uh, wielders. It really works. It worked out well. And I looking behind the showing people the the man behind the the curtain. Like we joked about this. I chose Incineroar and the Red Ring and then happened to fall into 90% of my argument by accident. <laughs> so that's that's what Kyle's getting at here. Barely any of this was intentional. Um but it 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 worked. It was all very good. Very good and fine. Um and Matt uh robbed the soulless robot as as a Black Lantern, also very inspired choice. Um, good, good pull. Hey, thanks. Thumbs up. I uh, I'll give you both a similar compliment to start with. The fact that you both took these relatively harmless and delightful characters and then turned them into horrors in their own right <laughs> was really <laughs> a thing. Um, no, I, I I again I joked about it at the beginning, but I like that we are. We are slowly turning Kirby into the hunger of the universe and not like the universe's defender from the friendly planet of Popstar. Like we've just totally taken his actual origin and just like lit it on fire and threw it away. He's like one line removed from actually being Galactus. Like yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he is the closest Nintendo gets to a Lovecraft horror. But I, I do like, I mean, the fact that like for Kirby to get anything, he has to take it from someone else. Yes. And I think that that is a very cool like aspect of really like it's the 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 bottom line of his powers and to take that like single bullet point of Kirby and then say this is who you are and I'm going with it and that fits perfectly with the Orange Lantern because like whether on purpose or accidental I can see Kirby running into Larflees and like being like, oh, you've got a power and I need it. And then he inhales him. He's like, oh, this is everything now. Like <laughs> His eyes roll back because he's sensing all this power and that's just who he is. And I think that's that's a pretty cool spin. Um, and Rob as like the machine of death itself. I wasn't sure what to think when you said it. And then I was like, no, like Rob being a marching or I guess rolling <laughs> machine of death. Going now thinking to go haunt all those 40 somethings that bought a Nintendo or got a Nintendo as a child. I think that's really, really neat. That's it's obviously Blackest Night was a super cool run for the Green Lantern um, storyline. Probably the most famous one. I mean, if you ask anyone who doesn't Mm -hmm. know much, they're going to they're going to say Blackest Night super cool. And they're going to say Sinestro turning into the Sinestro core was also very cool. So, like, I think that was that was just a really, really neat take on something that exists. And then putting Rob into it like he is now the face of death. Yeah. 
and uh, I don't I don't like playing against you when you play Rob, so I go with that. <laughs> but he does. <laughs> yeah, um, Kyle, I I think Kirby and Greed is very good. Um, I love like the rest of us this canon that we have come up with as Kirby is the nothing more than the physical embodiment of the void. Um, and I a hundred percent agree with Todd. Like I can see Kirby just warp starring up on Larflees one day and being like, I want that and sucking him up and walking away. Like nothing happened. <laughs> you know, one of the most feared people in the universe now belongs to Kirby. And it's funny that the orange ring comes with this like insatiable hunger because I imagine that that's already Kirby's everyday life, so he probably doesn't even notice. I did have I did have the thought when I was like concepting this these answers of like, what if I argue that like Kirby gets the the orange ring and this insatiable hunger and just like and nothing changes except now he's more powerful because Kirby already is insatiable hunger. But it was more fun to like like ex expand his power because oh absolutely always expand power. Um, and Todd Incineroar with the red ring is very good. I, I like that whole idea a lot. And the Incineroar is very much just like a rage fighty character. Like, I feel like when people get pissed Incineroar, somebody they play as like, well, you, you <laughs> down spiked me last game. I'm going to side be the shit out of you for the next 20 minutes. Enjoy it. Noob. Like that's it's Incineroar to me and I like it. So. Good picks on both. Cool. All right. Well, we've made a decision. Uh, I finally got voice chat to work. Actually, I just went on Discord. Uh, so that said, there unfortunately can only be one, although I think all three of you had very good uh, arguments. And, and honestly, I'm probably going to go, I'm going to leave this recording and just do a tier list of all the different Lantern cores on all the different Smash characters because that is where my headspace is right now. And I, <laughs> I love this exercise. So I'll start with Matt. Uh, Matt, definitely the most interesting pool. I think like I, what, I, what stands before is the reason you're not winning while, you're, while Rob being the soulless march of death and undeath is very, very cool and funny. The, my point still stands where we asked you, I asked you for pick a power and you said, I pick all of the powers. Please and thank you. <laughs> yeah, fine, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, Matt did the, the uh, podcast equivalent of no, I have a laser shield. Yeah, I do. I like, I 110% mean it when I say I had no idea. Like I went into this like, oh yeah, Black Lantern's death. Let's pick the weird metal option. I'm, I'm all for it. And the more I read, the more I was like, oh no. Oh, I've gone too far to go back, but this isn't going to go. I think other possible opportunities there could have been maybe Villager or Isabel. Yeah. <laughs> I, I honestly thought that was where you're going to go. Um, I, I feel like you made the choice. You're like, yeah, it's fine. Then you did more homework. You're like, oh, we're recording in an hour. I can't change it now. Like, I'm, I'm stuck <laughs> yeah. with this. Sometimes you just got to lean into it. You hit it. the nail on the head with that one. Let me tell you. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Well, that leaves us uh, with Kyle and Todd. So I'm going to do the reality show thing, and I'm going to announce the winner, which is Rasselcat. Ah, yeah. Ooh. Coming to suplex all the baddies with Bloodfire. Rasselcat is very good. And I'm going to tell you guys why Todd won. And it's specifically one reason. It was the mention, the multiple mentions of, and you'll have to remind me what that word was. It was like void fire vomit. Oh, it changed a couple times. It, yeah. Rage, rage filled energy that replaces all blood. Yeah. That that to me is that is very fun. Uh, that works very well on a Magic the Gathering card. Um, so I think uh, Rassel Cat was a very good matchup to Rage. Now, um, Todd, tell, walk me through your. Did you have? Did you have any other alternates that you were thinking of for Rage? I oh for for like the Rage Ring. Yeah. Oh, um, I mean. I, no, we had talked offline that like Ganondorf would have been a good one for that. Ganondorf was my like head cannon for rage. Yeah. When I was yeah, we did, kicking yeah. these around. We did some talking offline. I think it might have been before you got on the call. And, you know, some of the other alternates that we had talked about, like obviously Link would have been great for like the blue, like the 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 ring of hope. Um, or even courage, I guess, at that or will or whatever. I honestly, if I would have chosen someone else, I probably would have gone Ness in the blue ring um, because he's like this yeah. underdog hope. But, but yeah, as far as the rage goes, um, man, I think it was going to be Incineroar and largely because his down B is a counter that makes him get filled with rage and because he's red. Cool. 
Got it. Full send. Yep. Easy, easy pick. And and Kyle, while I didn't pick yours, I do really like any time that we talk about Kirby as an Eldritch Horror because <laughs> it is absolutely going to be on the debate this wiki. Kirby <laughs> as the Eldritch Horror is going to win one of these episodes. Yeah. One of them. Well, I mean, it's one fifty percent at this point. <laughs> and, and I think like the easy answer for greed is probably Wario. But uh, Kirby is mm. a much more fun answer. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wario was where my head went first and then like immediately took a right turn. I was like, wait, Kirby. <laughs> <laughs> but there's Kirby. All right. Well, that's going to do it today. And so thanks, everyone, for listening in to debate this. Uh, you can follow along our arguments on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all at debate this cast. And then you can check out the website at debatethiscast.com. We've got the full archive of all our episodes on there, um, as well as your as your, your normal podcast app there. Um, if you like what you hear, please tell your friends, uh, leave us a review, rate it on iTunes, uh, so more people can hear our pedantry. Um, until next time, I am Andrew Henderson. I am Kyle, Kyle Rayner Harper. I am Todd, a slow-walking mountain of frustration, Thomas. I am Matt... I only know Hal Jordan. That's the only Green Lantern I know. (laughs) (laughs) And we're all saying thanks for debating with us. And if you think we're wrong, then you can come fight us by the swing sets, nerds.